Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Maria Bolanova. Maria Bull collegiately at Vanderbilt University. She joined the San Francis College Bowling women's team coaching staff as a graduate assistant prior to the 2021 season. Maria, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Klempkin. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All right. Well, you came over and you bowled collegiately. For, at, at Vanderbilt University, like I said in the intro. So let's talk about what led you from Russia to come and bowl for Vanderbilt, and then how was that process for you as, as far as picking a college and choosing Vanderbilt, and what ultimately led you to Vandy? So it was actually very random. I wasn't planning on going to the United States to study. I'm originally from Russia, and it just happened that my senior year of high school, I went to Vegas to bowl the World Cup. And I bowled really well there. And uh, a few coaches were watching it, I guess. Shannon Pohovsky was actually there representing the United States. She called the Nebraska coach right away. So as soon as the tournament was over, I, I got so many emails from coaches asking if I would like to go visit if I would be interested, and all of that stuff. Um, I remember I took ACT maybe three weeks after I found out that it existed. And I was so freaked out because I didn't know how to write the date the American way. (laughs) It was so great Mm. that my test was on December 12th. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's perfect. And then, yes, and then I kind of, got down to a few schools that, you know, I I had no idea what NCAA was. I only knew about a few schools because my um, friends from other countries went there, like Wichita or Weber. You know, I, I knew about Nebraska because a girl from England went there that I knew. So I kind of got down to a few schools that I was interested in. And then we arranged a visit, official visit, in February was when of the year when I would be coming to college, so this was kind of unusual, I guess. And I visited the all the campuses, and you know I fell in love with Vanderbilt. Obviously, their education is really great, and they had a really good team. I got along with them with the coaches, so that's just how it was. It was a really great fit, and they made all the. You know, my wants, my requirements, my dad's requirements. So I went there. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they have not not only just a great bowling program, but as far as, you know, being known for their uh, the quality of their education. I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic thing uh, as well. And a lot of people, you know, are trying to figure out, hey, what's the best thing here, best fit for me with my bowling philosophy. But, you know, there is the uh, there is the classroom, which really, they, you know, they call it a student athlete, right? And it's a student first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually a, a great selling point for the individuals because their education is amazing. You go to campus, you can see that, you know, it's an institution of a high level. 
Um, and I, I don't know anybody who doesn't go there. I don't know why they don't. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's a pretty good testimony right there for the quality. Now, what was, what was it like though? I think a lot of people are, have a really hard time just here. If you're growing up in the United States, uh, being away from home for the first time is really hard for a lot of the incoming freshmen. And you're literally coming from, you know, the other side of the globe. So, so how difficult was that transition for you? Just kind of sort of socially and culturally. So I, I kind of wanted to go away for college. I was just thinking about Europe, but when the opportunity presented itself, me and my parents decided that it was great just because, you know, I, I've been bowling pretty much my whole life and I've done so many great things at home in Russia representing my country all over Europe. So it was just something new and exciting that I haven't been able to experience, you know? So for me, it was, when I was choosing a school, it was really, really important for me to feel like I would like it, like it would feel like home. And when I actually moved, coach and the team made everything, everything possible to make sure that I'm comfortable, you know, that, I don't know that I know what I'm doing. Coach even tried to set me up with some Russian-speaking people, so my transition is easier. But you know, I I spoke English pretty well when I moved here. But it's I understood everything. I just didn't speak much. <laughs> so it took me a couple of months to actually you know start speaking up. And I had my Urban Dictionary ready because I had no idea what those slang words were. Because <laughs> they didn't teach me that in school. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, that's I'm a good saying, idea. Keep that handy. <laughs> yeah, my teammates used to laugh at me, and I was like, "Guys, what do you expect? Like, I want to know what you're saying." <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was it was hard being away from family and friends and everything I'm used to. But as a student athlete, I was also so busy; it was so new to me that I think that excitement kind of took over and it made it easier for me because I was, I was always on the go. I always had something to do. And obviously I, I call my parents. Thank you to, you know, Facebook, FaceTime. Um, it's pretty easy to connect. So I'll say it was a little challenging, but because it was so new to me and I was so busy, the tradition was really smooth. How cool was it that you you move you moved you know you come over you bowl at the University of Ten you know you bowl at Vanderbilt and then they introduce you you're inter, you know you you get named to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame as you know the female a- amateur athlete of the year so you start coming you bowl you win these accolades so they're starting to recognize your bowling that that had to be such a, a great accomplishment for you to um, to win those awards and among among other awards as well. Yeah, like, you know, the funny thing is that I didn't even know about most of those awards. Like, the very first tournament, first tournament collegiately we went to, we were bowling, and I just, you know, happened to have a really good day of bowling, so I made the whole tournament team. And Josie, Josie Barnes, comes up to me, she's like, hey, Marie, you made the whole tournament team. And I'm like, Josie, what is that? It's great, but what is that? Oh, <laughs> so a lot of the times I bowled, and I didn't really know what I bowled for, I guess, when I just started. Um, so that also made it easier because, you know, less pressure, you bowl better. 
but yeah, it was, you know, it was amazing. I kind of wish that I could go back to my collegiate days and still bowl in college. Well, and what was it like for you to win a national championship there and be a part of your team? Uh, do, do you, uh, do, are you still in touch with some of your teammates from that national championship oh, yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah. We text each other. I, we send TikToks to each other back and forth <laughs> whenever, um, some of, some of them are still in the Nashville area. So whenever I go to Nashville, um, I try to, you know, meet up with them or if somebody's, somebody's area, like we, we try to meet up. And, you know, the, winning the national championship is its a very unique experience because obviously, you know, you won the main trophy you, you can in the collegiate uh, bowling world. But I remember so little from that moment because it was such an, you know, overflow of emotion, such overjoy. And it's really, really hard to describe. You know, I I wish that every team could experience that because every team works really, really hard towards that same goal. And being one of those teams and win it with my, you know, one of my best friends. I mean, not one of my best friends, but my best friend was indescribable. You know, I I don't even know what to tell you. You just, you, you mm-hmm. have to be there. You have to do it. Mm. And you were recently back in the area, were you not? I think there was an event you had with Kyle Troop and a few other folks. Yes. Yeah, so I I lived in Nashville after graduation for probably, I don't know, less, a little bit less than a year, and then I moved to New York. But my boyfriend lives in Nashville, so I, you know, I try to go there pretty frequently. So I was there the whole summer. Um, I tried to go for, for breaks and stuff, but yes, I, I did like a pro AM thing and Kyle, Kyle Troop was there. It was my first time meeting him. He's so funny. He, yeah, he's a cool guy. hundred yeah. percent. Just like his persona on TV. He's, he's even, yeah. he's even way cooler than that in person. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And so moving on now, you are now a, um, you're part of this, the coaching staff at St. Francis College Brooklyn there. So let's talk about that and what your role will be and what you hope you can bring to the team. Okay, so I'm a graduate, graduate student uh, at St. Francis College Brooklyn. So I'm a part of the staff. And, you know, I don't get to do all the administrative things that, the head coach does, but I'm there at every practice at every tournament. You know, I, I tell them where to move, what to do, what not to do. And I'm so recent out of college that I can relate to them so much. And, you know, it's kind of funny how, I don't know, two years ago, Josie would tell me to do so-and-so and I'll be like, Josie, why? Like, I, I, I don't get it. And now I tell them to do the same thing and now I get it. How they, you know, how they always tell you, you'll, you'll get it later. Like, you'll, you'll thank me later. So that is mm-hmm. kind of happening to me right now. So as far as your schedule and, and what do your practices look like and what does the competition look like for you here this fall? So this fall, I 
believe we have three tournaments and we have North, uh, Northeast Conference meet. It's kind of different. It's only for the Northeastern team. So I believe four tournaments, four weekends. And we practice from Monday to Thursday. And it's usually two to three hours team practice. And we have some one-on-one practices that girls just come and they have my individual attention. Like we're working on the things that they don't get the chance to work on during team practice. So we have, you know, we have a pretty tight schedule. We practice a lot and coach really, really likes to go to tournaments. You know, she's very competitive. So she tries to give the girls the opportunity to bowl as much as they can, especially during COVID time, because it can be taken away from you so easily and we don't really know what's going to happen. So every chance we get, we try to bowl, we try to compete. Yeah, Maria, can you explain to the listeners what it what it was like and, and how it's how it's now competing for for the collegiate experience and the collegiate tournaments, how it's how COVID has changed things and how the teams are adjusting to that? So since COVID happened, we have a lot of new regulations like you know, you have to get tested before you go. You have to wear masks at all times. Now they're letting the girls take the masks off on the approach, which is a really great thing. Um, last year, our school didn't even allow us to go to tournaments. We could only go to Northeastern Conference meet, and we would only bowl one team per day. Usually, in a, in a non-COVID world, we would bowl five matches a day with five different teams. So... COVID restrictions have been pretty tough, and especially we're in New York, so the school is trying to be extra cautious. Um, but yeah, and if if COVID gets really bad in New York, I I think the school might even say, oh, you you can't travel for tournaments anymore. You can't go anywhere. So it's definitely very different from when I bowled in college, because you know. We would, we would go, we wouldn't think about anything like pandemic, not pandemic. Everything was, mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, guaranteed. Now, not really, not at all. And that's one of the things. I mean, for for any of our listeners or anyone who's attended a collegiate bowling tournament uh, pre-COVID, I mean, it is a tight, tight section down there in the bowlers area. I mean, you are really shoulder to shoulder, right? Yeah. Now, now they try to space people out as well. I mean, not people, teams. So, yes, now if you walked into uh, a college tournament in the bowling alley, it's a very different picture, unfortunately. Our, but we'll definitely, but we'll do what we have to do to keep it better to be on the lanes bowling. Even if, like you said, you have a few dead pairs in between, you know, stuff is kind of mm-hmm. spaced out and maybe, maybe there's uh, some limitations there, but. Uh, to work back in. I know I had the opportunity to watch a few, a uh, little bit of the action uh, that they had from some of the collegiate tournaments recently. And it definitely, there still is the enthusiasm and the energy there. You just don't see quite as many people kind of packed into a tight little space. Yeah. Last last year when we bowled, we uh, weren't even allowed spectators. So it was awful. <laughs> but this hmm. year, this year it's getting better. But I, you know, we're leaving for our first tournament just in two days. 
on Saturday, Saturday morning. And I really, really hope to see something like it was back in my day. All right. Well, on that note, Maria, I want to thank you for being here today on the podcast. All the best of luck with the team and, and, uh, and everything you got going on. And we will certainly be catching up with you again down the road as, uh, as we follow the team and, uh, and keep our eyes on you as a coach, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, guys.